Hello there and welcome to this week's episode of the Peter Greenwood Show podcast. I've got to find a new way to start these things because every week I start saying hello there and the word hello lasts for like seven and a half years. So I need to find a new way to start the podcast. So I'm thinking maybe hi there or hello. Good to see you. That's the same kind of thing. Anyway, regardless, this is the podcast of the Peter Greenwood Show. And coming up on this week's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about some mental health. We've got a brand new live on featuring your friend of mine, Lisa Kowalski, and a podcast exclusive. Okay, never before heard on air. This is an exclusive just for the podcast. Matt Hayden from The Greatest Showman, he came and he spoke to us all about it and what it was like. So, stay tuned because we are going to kick it off with an in-depth discussion about Christmas and mental health and how I've been feeling recently. This is the Peter Greenwood Show. Hello there. Before we get into this week's show, which is a whopper, by the way, Lisa Gowalski will be making her first appearance on this show. She was on the old show a bunch of times, but on this show, she has yet to appear and we're going to remedy that very, very soon. But, first I want to talk about a little something-something. Uh... I've made no secret of the fact that I have mental health issues. Now, while I make no secret of it, I would ask that you don't ask what they are, because, eh, some things I'm not happy revealing, but that's fine, isn't it? We can chat amongst ourselves. The important point is, is that these are issues that I have, that I live with daily. And here's the thing, is that I take medication for these issues, And it's not a big deal, I'm not making a big deal out of it, but this is something I wanted to talk about, because at the start of November, December, sorry, end of November, beginning of December, I went to see a doctor, and the doctor said, okay, the current pills that you're on don't seem to be doing much, so we're going to switch them out, we're going to change them. Cool beans, they said. No, I said, I said cool beans. So what they decided they would do is they would, because I've been on the last tablets, this may get confusing. Okay, so we'll call them Tablet 1, Tablet 2, and Tablet 3. So I was on Tablet 1 for, oh, it must be a good couple of years now. So I was on Tablet 1, and they were like, okay, because you've been on this so long, we need to phase it out gradually. Now, this is the beginning of December. And if you know anything about me, you know that generally... I'm not a big fan of Christmas. Like, I don't mind it. I'm not an anti-Christmas person. But I just... It's it's not for me. You know what I mean? So, they were like, we're going to have to uh, decrease the current tablets you're taking. So we'll decrease them and then put you onto the new ones, onto tablets too. I'm a little bit way about this because I've come down off tablets before. Withdrawal, I believe is the term. And it hasn't gone particularly well in the past. Like, I'm not saying I've done anything particularly bad. It just makes me feel tired and sleepy and sick and nauseous and not well. So I'm not too happy about that process. But I was like, okay, we'll we'll do this. If the new tablets will help, we'll go through it. <sighs> so therein began the first problem. So I'm withdrawing, drawing. And I get to the point where I can start the new tablet. So I start the new tablets on Christmas Eve. I want to say Christmas Eve or maybe even the 23rd. And they completely destroy me. Like, they say, you, you, I, 
I'm aware that there's supposed to be like a running period. I'm supposed to take take it easy, just let it take its effects. But the way these tablets made me feel was just unbearable. Like physically, I was shaking. I was feeling sick. I was actually sick a whole bunch of time. I was sleepy. I was exhausted. I wasn't just sleepy. I was exhausted. Like my body felt physically exhausted. And my head just felt like it was in a massive fog. And that's that's never something I've experienced because it's a cliche. They say, oh, your head's in a fog. This was actually in a fog. It was like a fog, but made out of brick walls. So like, I just felt like I was had a brick on my head. It was awful. And I've had bricks on my head. I know what that feels like. So I keep trying, I keep trying, I keep get I keep pushing through and Christmas comes and I go and spend Christmas with my family, which was nice. But all the time these tablets are having this effect on me. And they made me ridiculously paranoid as well. And so New Year comes and goes and I'm still struggling with these tablets. I still feel tired and sick and nauseous. I'm still physically throwing up. And it got to the point where I had to go to the doctor again. So as you can imagine, that made doing many things a bit of a chore. Like at the end of 2018, I decided I was going to do a best of 2018, like a 2018 roundup, I call it, and put it up on the podcast. Oh, that took so much longer than it should have done. Like I'm, I've been in this industry eight years now, more or less. And I know how to voice track a show. You come in, you say, this person was here, this person was there, we did this segment, we did that segment, boom, 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 in and out, done. Oh, it took me so long. I don't want to exaggerate and say, oh, it took days to do, because it was three parts. And it took me so long to do. So, in the end, I was like, right, I can't do this. So, a couple of days ago, I went back to the doctor. And here's the thing. Before I go back to the doctor, let me tell you. It was having a negative effect on my mood as well. Like, I've never been the most patient person on earth with things, but I was irritable. I still am a bit because it's been like a day, maybe two days since the last of Tablet 2. So I was irritable. I was angry. I was actually out picking fights with, with people that were friends, or maybe still are friends. I don't know. But that's just how these tablets made me feel like. Everything was just, no, you must listen to me. Drove me out my mind. So what we're doing now is I am now on what we'll call tablet three. And I have to take this one two times a day. And so far, I mean, I'm like a day, two days into this, but it feels like a night and day difference. Like the fog, the brick has lifted and it now just does feel kind of foggy, which I'm going to get for a little while, I think, coming off tablet two. But... The way Tablet 2 made me feel. So that's partially why I haven't been here for a few weeks. Because the station started up again on the 7th. And it is now the 13th. And here we are. But that's that's the thing. And also, as I said, like I don't want to make a big deal out of this. As I said, it's not a secret I have mental health issues. And so I just felt I'd like to come on and speak about this. And be open about it. And be honest about it. So there we go. That is the news. It's not the news that we do here, but that is the latest news in my life. How are you? Are you well? How are the kids? Oh, you don't say? Oh, that's lovely. That's wonderful. I'm glad they had a good time. Stay with us. There's so much show still to come. When we come back, we are doing a Total Guest Tuesday. And 
your friend and mine, Lisa Kowalski, making her debut on the Peter Greenwood show, because she's been on the, the other show, but this is the first time she is coming on the Peter Greenwood show, and I cannot wait for you to hear this. Stay with us, won't you? So much more, still ahead. If you listen to this show, or you listen to any variation of the old show, you'll know the name Lisa Kowalski. She is a big friend of the show, and she hasn't been on for a little while. This is the first time she's appearing on the Peter Greenwood show, and I was delighted to welcome her back with a live session that she very kindly did for us. So this is Live on the Peter Greenwood Show with Lisa Kowalski. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the Peter Greenwood Show because this is a live on the Peter Greenwood Show and sitting with me is one of my friends of the show, Lisa Kowalski. Hi Lisa. Hello. It's been a long time since I've seen you. Uh, it's been quite a while. How have you been? <laughs> yeah, good. It's the usual. How about you? I am okay. It was two shows ago last time I saw you. Two shows ago. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know. <laughs> so, let's go back to the beginning because I know you but not everybody does so let's go back you were born when you were about nine months old I'm gonna say I guess let's go back that far okay (laughs) so let's talk about your musical origins okay tell me when you first started picking up a guitar and playing it and songwriting Um, I got my first guitar when I was 11 or 12 I'm gonna say I got it for Christmas and um I was always really interest in music like I'd, I'd be singing around the house and being told to shut up by my dad all the time Um, I went to piano lessons when I was younger I tried to do violin lessons and then discovered I can't um, and then so I got my guitar and then I couldn't figure out how to play it like I just couldn't I couldn't do it and I, I, I think I gave up a bit easily um, and then I was in music class and I kind of picked up a guitar again and somehow even those guitars are way worse than the one I had at home I managed to pick it up <laughs> um, yeah because they're sticky and covered in fingerprints and yeah, they've been not great. and half of them are, are out of tune but I yeah. learned um, and after that I just I kind of kept teaching myself and kept um, getting better guitar I guess and then that's kind of where it started because that's when I started going out and doing music and I got an amp and started busking and stuff like that and so yeah that's that's it pretty much (laughs) okay thanks for listening today we'll be back next week bye bye (laughs) (laughs) so when you started being like yes I can do this what was that feeling like was it kind of a relief or a this is how I express myself and what made you keep going it was definitely hard to keep going because from the very first moment I wanted to music, I had my dad being like, it's just a hobby. You need to do science. You need to be smart. And I'm like, well, I'm not. <laughs> um, Were you any good at science though? No. Uh, there was a lot of pressure on me when I was younger to kind of be the smart one. And no one meant to put that pressure on me, but my sister, um, she's older than me. She's 22, I think. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know um, about you. But I'm feeling 22. Um, but yeah, she she's really smart. Like she got straight A's in school and stuff like that. Like she had has like the perfect kind of record, I guess. I don't know. Um, and she wants to be a doctor and stuff. She's got a biology degree, and so I saw that and always wanted to be smart. And then my brother is doing PE university, so he's kind of doing well and stuff. And then there's just me that wanted to do music, which is quite a hard thing to pursue so I was always being told like oh it's just a hobby I never get anywhere so I was kind of holding myself back quite a lot but when I actually went for it it felt so like free like it felt like this is finally what I wanted to do because I tried not to do it just because I'd been told not to like when I went to school I tried to do two two sciences and literally my science teacher was like no 
you're not doing that like my parents were like nah yeah <laughs> um so I did music instead and stuff and so f- when I finally was like you know what screw it I'm gonna do this I love this I'm not the kind of person that can just sit there and study for like five hours straight and r- remember all the different cells and stuff like that like um so I just went for music and I know that's what I want to do because it's the only thing that's felt right out of everything that I've tried so that was probably a longer answer than you expected no, but absolutely perfect <laughs> so you started playing music when did you first write your first song and do you remember it I probably don't remember all the words, but I'd probably remember a fair amount of them. I wrote it when I was 13. Um, it, was, it was only like a few months or so after I first started learning guitar. Um, and it's, it was, it's a very cheesy song. I don't like it anymore. Um, <laughs> when I first wrote it, I liked it though. Um, but um, it's kind of about wanting to be a singer and be on stage and stuff like that. So I wrote that and sang it at a couple shows and stuff. And then I kept writing from there. So, yeah. What's the songwriting process like for you? Because I've, I've said it before and I will say it again a thousand and one times. If you put a gun to my head and said, write me a song, play me a song, you would have to pull the trigger because I just can't do it. So I am in eternal envy of anybody who can. So what is the songwriting process like for you? Um, it changes with every time. Sometimes it's kind of hard for me to write a song. Like um, when I first started writing songs, it wasn't that bad. But recently, it's kind of I've had been in a bit of a writer's block recently. Actually, I don't know why. Um, but on the whole, it's it does change with every song I write. Like sometimes I'll just play around with guitar chords and be like, "Oh, I like this. I want to try this out." Sometimes I'll um, I get a lot of like lyric ideas that just come to me at random points, and I'll like write them down. Um, so yeah I, I just kind of get inspiration from like everything and then when I'm in work and shouldn't be on my phone I'll write down on my phone a lyric that I thought of or something like that you know so yeah speaking of your songs we're going to hear one of my favorite Lisa Kowalski songs this is a song from your EP it's called Free Spirits yeah. and it's also the title track of the it EP is. tell us a little bit about the writing of this song um it kind of came about I, I wrote it when I was in high school I think I was 15 or something um and someone had called me free-spirited and I would say that is true because throughout my high school life I kind of was just myself and I, I I lost a lot of friends from being myself like I'm just being honest here um I struggled a lot to find a friend group and I, I went through so many and it just kind of felt like what am I doing wrong and stuff but I just didn't find that group that I fit in with it wasn't my fault it wasn't anyone else's fault you know I was just a different person I wanted to do different things with my life and stuff um so I didn't want to pretend to be someone else just to be popular have friends or whatever um so I kind of just wrote it about that being different and like being yourself and not caring so yeah I kind of needed to write it it was it kind of helped me show myself like it's okay to be like this and it's there's no problem with it so kind of about finding your niche in the world niche niche i don't know how to say it. i always call it niche i always call it niche it's niche i've never heard anyone call it niche but that is quite quite a fun sounding word it is isn't it it's kind of cockney rhyming slang look at this niche over there <laughs> I like that. this is lisa kowalski and free spirits cool We're all just spying hippies drinking coffee surrounded by good sanitaries. 
ties in your hands, one man buys nowhere to go and no plans. Watching plays, pretending someday we can't pretend that we're okay. And just disappeared, and we would hear and conquer our childhood fears. And we may not find love for years, but that doesn't mean we can't be happy. Smells on our own, and we were sorry to get where we're going. So you can stand and try to take a pride, honey. You can join us for the ride. Either way, you will watch me rise. Rise. We're all just dancing best fit is in our heads. But not all familiar with blood or life will throw at us. And we may not find love for years. But that doesn't mean we can't be happy today. We made these miles on our own. We won't hear you whispering Cause we are the free spirits Yeah, we may be different But we are the free spirits We won't hear you whispering Cause we are the free spirits And we may not find love For years But that doesn't mean we can't be happy Peter Greenwood Show. 
I'm Felicity Ward. Hi, um, I'm Jarrett. I'm from the band Bowling for Soup. This is Chris James. Hi, I'm Lauren Aquilina. My name's Orla Gartland. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a band man, Rob Broderick, to the show. I'm Sunny. Please welcome to the show from Still Game, Jane McCarry. Hi, everybody. My name is Tessa Violet. And this was Year One. This is live on the Peter Greenwood Show. This is my friend, my guest, Lisa Kowalski. Hello. <laughs> I don't know why every time you like introduce me or tell them who I am, I'm like, what's up? I just don't know what to do. You be you. It's like when people say happy birthday to you and you just kind of sit there not knowing what to do. So you just do some really awkward things to kind of make up for it and it just makes it more awkward. I, I can't stand it. I know. Like every year, everyone. I know the intention is good, yeah. but every year it's just like, please just leave me alone. Do not do this. Like, bring me cake. Bring me all the cake. Exactly. But just don't, don't sing to me. Every part of your birthday is great until they start singing happy birthday. You know, like write write a message or something like that. That's fine. But when they start saying happy birthday, it's just it's just the worst. And what I find about it is when people are singing happy birthday to you, like it's you think you're so important like oh mm. god i feel important but then if you're in a restaurant and other people start singing happy birthday at somebody else's birthday it's like oh shut the fuck yeah, up yeah that's very true yeah so we were discussing your musical journey we were indeed and we played free well we i didn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> you played free spirits for us let's talk about the ep okay and i also want to talk about a musical inspiration of yours we referenced earlier taylor where did she come to the party? Tell us about your first... Do you remember the first Taylor song you heard and what you thought when you first heard it? The first Taylor Swift song I heard, which I think is the same for a lot of people, um, was Love Story. Um, I can't remember what age it would have been. It would have been... Nine? Nine or ten? Probably, because you're just about to turn 19? I don't know, something like that. I'm trying like to that. think of when that song came out, but yeah, it would have been yeah, about maybe... I was, I was pretty young. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of fell in love with, like, the way she wrote and the way she sang just everything she's like she was perfect to me like she was what i wanted to be you know she was pretty she wrote amazing songs she was a good singer and stuff like that and that's just kind of what i wanted to be so when i saw that and heard the lyrics she wrote i just fell in love with it and i was like this is what i want to do you know it, she just writes such amazing songs and that um that's really what i want to strive for so because back then as well, she was full-on country, like a yeah. full-on country artist before she made the switch to pop and whatever it is she's doing now. Yeah. Uh, and is that the direction you wanted to go musically? Because you, I would say you're kind of indie, kind of folkish yeah. a little bit, maybe popish. It's kind of strange. Like most people that do music these days, I feel like they kind of have a direction or an idea of where they want to go and I just have no idea <laughs> like I just kind of write songs as they come to me and then I'm just like I, d I don't think about the genre and because uh, I listen to so many different kinds of music that I can never just pick one you know I love so many different kinds of music that kind of just let what comes to me come to me and write and all that and it just turns out how it does know it probably would benefit me if i chose the direction because um i could promote to that one specific audience but i just like to write what i like to write so and i would argue maybe you'll know different because you're on the inside of it but i would argue that in the music industry nowadays with how music is accessed you don't necessarily have to stick to one genre because there's always something there for everybody it's yeah. more accessible nowadays yeah. I, I get what you mean when you say that like um it's so easy to find a specific genre because when you go on Spotify, there will be like 50 playlists for one genre, you know. Um, so in this day and age, it probably is easier. But yeah, I just, 
I, I guess I, I get called a lot of different genres like pop, folk, country, acoustic. Um, but really, I, I, I don't care what my genres. I just want to make music that I like and I write what I like. So ends up how it ends up. <laughs> what do you think is your favourite song you've written on the EP? On the EP? Um, probably Looking But Not Finding. Ooh, that's a good one. Um yeah i wrote that when i was like and not in love with someone but i liked someone (laughs) and um they didn't like me back and it was um i feel like yeah i I just really like the song i think um it kind of reminds me of a time that i was at and stuff like that because it was when i was in high school and i remember playing it for all my friends and stuff like that um so it kind of has memories attached to it but i also love hearts of gold because the music video was so much fun like when I think of the song, I think of the music video and then I'm just like, that was such a good day. Like I just remember when I got home that night, I'm like, I'm so happy because I got to dance with the lion and all these random people, but it was fun. <laughs> and a panda. Yeah, and a panda. Can't forget that. Yeah, the Paisley panda. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Hearts of Gold because okay. it, I believe it was your first music video. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. First. And you said it was fun, but how did the idea come about? Um, I got a grant from Paisley 2021 and um, there's a, I don't know if you know them, but there's a, like a um, company kind of organisation called Create Paisley. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of music stuff in Paisley, just, um, yeah. And then um, I, I, I contacted Alan from Create and um, who I've worked with a lot of times. He's an amazing person. He's really helped me with like music stuff and just everything really. Um, he's just a great person. So I um, contacted him and he had a friend that did um, music videos had worked with like the La Fontaines and stuff like that um, so, and he, we kind of just had a meeting and wrote down all these ideas and stuff like that and then once we had some ideas laid out we put on Facebook like if anyone wants to be in a musical video in the Paisley area feel free, tons of people came, turned up and we just kind of had it like it was pretty easy going like we had the ideas but we still just kind of like it was still casual like we just did what we felt like and stuff and it, it was just really fun it was really good and it shows up in the video because you're just dancing away having yeah. a great time walking down the street and it really shows in the music video and the song hearts of gold is kind of a love letter to paisley which is where you're from yeah so let's talk about that a little bit what was it like growing up in paisley um that's this is it's weird because this is only a question i've been getting asked like within the past four years since i started doing music like i never got asked that so i kind of only remember the past like five or six years um but doing the doing music in paisley is incredible i don't think there's a more supportive place you could do it like the people are just incredible there's when I, from when i started busket and people were coming up to me and buying me coffees when it was cold or be like oh do you want me to look after yourself while you do this or whatever and just the support there is so incredible you know it's 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 just amazing like all all the musicians really lift each other up and in glasgow no offense glasgow i love glasgow so, but when you're busking there can be lots of competition people being like oh i'm singing here so you can't sing there because it's too close and we're too loud blah, blah blah but in paisley it's always not like that like we always help each other out and that's just that's kind of what i think musicians do because we're all here to do the same thing we all want to sing I just want to have a good time, you know. Um, so why fight each other over it, you know? Uh, we are going to play, and I, I say, keep on saying we. I should. I, I keep on threatening to do this, bring a cowbell and just tap along behind We're, we're going to have to re-record it just so there's both of us in it now, because you keep saying oh, we. We could do that. <laughs> uh, you're going to play a song for us. It is called... Come on, let's go. This is Come on, let's go by Lisa Kowalski.
people say love is a cruel game We don't have to listen to them Cause I feel like I'm ready to play Even if I lose a bet And they may not understand it Know what the plans it But I know what we have is magic I'm growing tired of being patient I can't be bothered waiting No one else will have to I'm going tired of being patient I can't be bothered waiting No one else will have to Choose a favorite pie, and they may not understand it. No, what a plan's it, but I know what we have is magic. I'm going inside and being patient. I can't be bothered waiting. No one else will have to know. And come on, be let's go. And come on, be let's go. And come on, be let's go. This is the Peter Greenwood Show. I'm Felicity Ward. Hi, um, I'm Jarrett. I'm from the band Bowling for Soup. This is Chris James. Hi, I'm Lauren Aquilina. My name's Orla Gartland. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a band of man, Rob Broderick, to the show. I'm Sunny. Please welcome to the show from Still Game, Jane McCary. Hi, everybody. My name is Tessa Violet. And this was Year One. Welcome back to Live on the Peter Greenwood Show. My guest is Lisa Kowalski. Hello. Let's talk about upcoming projects and okay. when they might be, because you're taking a little bit of a break. I am indeed. <laughs> I know, and I'm not going to say tell us why, but yeah. are you okay? <laughs> That's a tough question. Um, I don't know, but I'm trying to get there, I guess. I mean, there's, there's ups and downs, you know, like... Every day is an up and down. For sure. I mean, uh, uh, two or three weeks ago, I was like feeling really bad. Like one of the worst I felt. And I didn't even have a reason, you know. That's the thing about things like depression. Sometimes you're just depressed, and it's like you have all these things around you that you can be happy for, and you just don't know why you're like feeling like this. Um, but now I'm not like super happy, but I'm fine, you know. So it's it's just kind of strange. I'm just trying to get through everything and make it to the point where. I'm happy, you know. So, see, you yeah. say that uh, in the beginning of December, they changed my medication mm. onto much stronger medication, and I am still trying to wrap my head around it. Like mm. over Chris, I don't, generally don't like Christmas, but 
over Christmas, I was just so bad. Mm. So we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll <laughs> uh, but there is talk. We've been talking about it for years mm. of future music when you come back from your break. Yeah. Are you writing currently? Um, yeah, I, I'm writing currently. Um, I don't write and with like an EP in mind. I just kind of write when I want to. Like if I have a feeling or a thought that I'm like, I could turn a song into the like out of this, and then I just do it. Um, so yeah, I'm just continuing to write, and when I feel like it's the right time, I'll record the EP. Because um, obviously, I want to do musical time. Like if I think now would be the right time to record an EP, I'd do it within a heartbeat. But within the music industry don't get me wrong I love it like music's what I want to do but there's just a lot of competition and like you compare yourself to others a lot because you like you see people they're doing better than you're like oh well what's wrong with me why can't I be mean it's obviously what do they have that I don't yeah like it's obviously not necessarily that sometimes it's luck sometimes it's just like their audience and stuff like that like um or maybe people just don't like me like that's like that's their opinions i can't change that you know um but there's just a lot of times where you compare yourself to others you think you're not good enough and stuff like that so um it can be challenging when you struggle with mental health issues and stuff so um and i've kind of there's been times where i've felt really anxious before a gig and i know like a gig's a safe place like nothing is really gonna happen but i would just break down right before i'd be like i can't do this i don't want to do this and is it just gets tough so um i feel like it's a good time to kind of take a break and work on myself before i try and release part of myself to other people you know so i wonder what that process is like for a songwriter because i do this show week after week and you're putting yourself out there like people say oh it's just a radio show but when you're really doing it you're really putting yourself out there and you take the criticism because it's you have no choice Mm -hmm. is it like that in the music industry yeah you definitely do need to have a thick skin to be in the music industry like that's no lie at all um and i'm not even like in the big music industry like i'm just like I'm known but only in like Paisley Glasgow kind of area um, you made it a lock all ahead let's not be modest well that's true <laughs> um, and even then it still feels like I'm not strong enough for this and I, I would say at the start I was at the start like I was ready to do it I was happy I was like like I'd finally figured out what I wanted to do and I felt confident and stuff but over the years you know things happen and you you, you know you just can't help it and um so I just feel like it's time for me to take a break until I feel like I'm at the point where I was when I first started. So, yeah. But before the break, you released a new single. Yes. It was called I Do. It was. Tell me a little bit about that. Because I've heard you play that song a dozen one times. And I'm, I'm not, a, not afraid to admit, Manly Tears did flow. Um, yeah, it's a probably one of my saddest songs um when i first started singing it i could not cry either <laughs> you know it was, it was quite hard for me singing um at the start but i've gotten used to it now um but i wrote that um two years ago or s- something like that um i'd just gotten broken up with for like the first time in my first relationship and um it was just a very hard time for me you know i've like i said i've struggled a lot with making friends so i'm quite a lonely person um and um so yeah, I just felt really kind of vulnerable and um, just wanted to write a song about it because that's the only thing I really know how to do and I'm sad. So yeah, I just wrote that and um, 
released it this or well not this year a few months ago <laughs> so yeah um and then we filmed a little music video for it um in a studio in there and um yeah it's, it's a lot more of a simple video than hearts of gold there's less people running about just dancing but yeah i still really like it so Although, imagine you took the Hearts of Gold concept into the I Do video, just people running around. That'd be mixed messages in the I'm video, just, I think. I'm just playing at the piano all by myself, and then during the second verse, the lion comes in, does a dance. I miss the lion. Me too. Lion, yeah. if you're out there, I love you. Come back and see us, lion. I will never forget you. She isn't lion. Hey. <laughs> So I can't thank you enough. It's been fantastic seeing you again because yes. we've been friends for a couple of years now. You were on the old show a bunch of times and we've caught up since then, but yeah. not on this show. And I, you were one of the first people I wanted to get on this new show. It turns out mm. you weren't. We we're over a year into this <laughs> new show, but, you know, we're here now. Yay, that's what counts. Yes. So I can't thank you enough for your time today. Thank it you. It means a lot to me. And you're going to play us out with I Do. I am. This is Lisa Kowalski, and I do. <laughs> Bye. You gotta make your minds up Before you lose more than one love Twenty years old you don't seem to know what you want You say you still care about me But you forget to care about my feelings You drag me through the mud And you make me believe that Say you love me again, you better mean it 
If you're gonna hold me once again, you better not be leaving. If you're gonna put your lips on mine, you better be feeling the same way that I do. For the podcast exclusive, Matt Hayden, he is the man from Sing Along, A Greatest Showman. If you went to see it in Glasgow, he comes. he's the guy who comes out on stage, who introduces it, who tells us all how to do things, who teaches us all how to dance. And I had a bit of a chat with him ahead of The Greatest Showman on stage in Glasgow. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. If you turned on a TV or seen a commercial or listened to anything on the radio, you will know what that music is. It is, of course, from The Greatest Showman. And my guest today, Mark Heenan, has an unusual connection with The Greatest Showman. Let's find out more about it. Please welcome to the show, Mark Hayden. How are you, Mark? I'm fine. How are you? I am very well, thank you, sir. Everybody loves The Greatest Showman. It's become one of those really crowd-gathering films recently, which I think is is really interesting because that doesn't happen with a lot of films. But let's talk about your involvement with it. How do you get involved in the show, and what is Sing Along A Greatest Showman? Okay, well, um, it's the film with all the lyrics underneath. Is, is the simplest way of saying that's a sing-along. Uh, what sing-along productions add to it is that uh, I'm a host, I'm an MC, so I come along at the beginning of the evening. Uh, we, we kind of all have a big sing-along, warm ourselves up, have a fancy dress competition. Everybody gets a fun bag, and in the fun bag are various items, and we have certain magic moments during the show where we use the props during the film. Uh, which punctuates the film. And also we have a few sort of boos for the baddies and cheers for the goodies and hisses and all that sort of thing. So it's a really, really great event. Um, this will be the second um, event we're having on the national tour. We opened in Salford in the autumn and it was a sellout uh, as it is tonight in Glasgow. And uh, the atmosphere is 
absolutely incredible. When you get a group of people who are all super fans of one film in a room and we're all celebrating what a great film it is, it's just a magical experience. I'm very looking forward to seeing, and I'm also very looking forward to seeing crowd participation. But let me ask, when you first come out, it must be a bit not that relaxed, shall we say? How do you get people to unwind and really get them into the spirit of the thing? Well, I think everybody's really up for a good time. And there's such a sort of adrenaline and fun-filled atmosphere. You know, there's um, families there, uh, children, lots, usually ladies, uh, a few a few uh, gentlemen there as well. Um, and, and we're all just up for a good time. So it's very, very easy to have a great time. You know, when I walk onto the stage, we have a huge cheer and we're just away. We're just all having a great time celebrating the film and how great it is and what... I, well, I mean, it is actually a really good musical, actually, The Greatest Showman, which is why I think it's sort of already got this cult status. It's just brilliantly made and fantastic songs. So uh, I think that's why it's popped up um, more than other musicals have re- recently. Let's talk a little bit about the soundtrack, because obviously that's a big part of what Sing Along A Greatest Showman is. Mm. What is your favourite song from The Greatest Showman? Oh, well, that goes, uh, that's a hard one, actually, because um, I, I kind of go through phases. So, of course, there's This Is Me. That was a, that was a favourite a while back. But um, I, I like the sort of, I close my eyes and you can see that one. You mm-hmm. know, that one. That's the, probably the fav- my favourite at the moment, you know, uh, because it's so, especially at New Year, it's talking about dreams and what you can achieve. And I think the new year, that's quite, you always think about your new year's resolutions and what you can achieve in the year. So I think that's probably my favourite at the moment. I would like to ask as well, you said about people dressing up. Do you dress up? Will you be coming yeah, out as yeah, Hugh Jackman? I'm in a, no, 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 I'm certainly not coming out as Hugh Jackman. <laughs> certainly not. But I do wear a tailcoat, um, uh, a bright orange tailcoat. Because um, we're all our, we're all our own characters in Sing Along the Land, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm sort of like the uh, ringmaster for the evening. Um, but we do get some fantastic costumes. Lots of people come dressed as Hugh Jackman or Bearded Lady, things like that. They're quite popular. I'm not sure who I'll dress up as, and I'm not sure if I'm leaving it too late to find anything properly good. But I was thinking probably Hugh Jackman, uh, Pete Barnes character. My problem is I can't I can't look good in hats, so I need to find a, a top hat that works for me. So maybe it won't be a hundred percent identical, Jackman, but we'll we'll try our best. I can't thank you enough for your time today, Mark. Are there any final thoughts you would like to share with us? Um, everyone has a great time. It's super fans. And even people we have people come who've never seen the show before, but their friends have seen the show and they all come along to this. And uh yeah, and that's really special when they're sort of seeing the show for the first time. Uh, the film for the first time and it's all part of the sing-along experience as well because it it is a kind of surreal energetic amazing evening it could be said that this is the greatest show no (laughs) well you might say that i couldn't possibly comment (laughs) see i'm not i i refuse to be one of those interviews who's like kind of making the puns but that one just that was the lowest of the low hanging fruit i had to (laughs) i apologize profusely it's all right. It's fine. You're allowed. I mean, it's 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 right there for you, isn't it? It's right there. That is Mark Hayden. He hosts The Greatest Showman. Stay with us. There is so much show still to come. Right after this.
And that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and every single body in between, is it for this week's episode of the podcast. I want to thank you for your time and your patience. I'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Peter Greenwood. Bye, everybody. Bye.